And now, it's time for the Am I Worth the Time show. So enjoy yourself with the game. Enjoy yourself, enjoy yourself with me.
Oh, yeah, yeah, we just want to say thank you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Am I Worth the Time show, where I'm your host, Stevie B. And yeah, the Echoes of Harmony, that was just, is the name of that group and the song is, Oh, Lord, I just want to say thank you. And listen, even though we've had some ups and some downs in spite of some frowns and in spite of our situations and circumstances, listen, you just got to tell the Lord thank you. Thank you for going through the situation and thank you for bringing you out of the situation. Thank you for the trial. You even got to thank the Lord for your haters. You got to thank the Lord for those that may, because listen, storms and struggles and situations they make us better <laughs> i heard the older folks say what don't kill you make you stronger and so you gotta tell the lord thank you because it is through a lot of the trials that makes us stronger it makes us brighter listen it it makes us better it makes us wise i think i heard someone sang a song that said i'm stronger and i'm wiser oh yeah you gotta tell the lord thank you because listen it could have left you in another place it could have left you in another situation. It could have left you stranded. It could have left you isolated. But listen, if you're listening to me, you can hear my voice. You got to tell the Lord, thank you, regardless of what's taking place. Let me share a scripture with you this, this evening here at Fishbowl Studios right here in Bedford, Texas. <laughs> wow, we're in Bedford, Texas. It's a cloudy Monday. It's a rainy Monday. But listen, I'm telling the Lord, thank you. Psalms 130, the 130 number of the psalm says, Out of the depths have I cried unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let thine ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If thou, Lord, shouldst mark iniquities, O Lord, who shall stand? But there is forgiveness with thee, that thou mayest be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul doeth wait, and, and in his word do I hope. My soul waiteth for the Lord more than they that watch for the morning. I say more than they that watch for the morning. Let Israel hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption, and he shall redeem Israel from all his iniquity. <laughs> That's Psalms 130, all eight verses of the King James Virgin. Let us say a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we come and we thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for once again, God, being good to us, bringing each and every one of us to this very moment, bringing each and every one of us to this very place bringing each and every one of us, God, to this very second, God. Father, even though we're troubled and crisis all across the land, men and women find themselves in some unusual storms. But God, I lift them up to you, and I pray, God, for those that are sick. I pray for those that are going through. 
I pray for those, God, that have just come out of a storm. I lift them up to you, God, and I pray, God, their strength right now. I pray that you keep them in a sound mind. I pray, God, that you will help them to continue to speak positive and encouragement over themselves and that they pray for themselves because we know that prayer changes things and we know that prayer works for us. And so, Lord, it's in Jesus' name. I pray for the man, the woman, and the boy and girl that find themselves listening to this broadcast today and that, God, that are struggling, that are going through I pray, God, that they will surrender their life to you, God. I pray that they will accept you as Lord and Savior over their lives, God. And that, God, it's not that they won't have any issues, but by accepting you, God, they will, the issues will be a lot less complicated. Oh, Father, you send the name of Jesus that in you they will find peace. Oh, God, they will find that the struggle is not so hard. Oh, Father, I just thank you today. Somebody is is grieving over the loss of a loved one, over the passing away of a loved one. We pray for them today because you said, blessed are they that moan, for they shall be comforted. And so, Father, it's in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We glorify you. We pray for our children that is going to school. Whether it's high school, college, whether it's trade school, we pray for those, their safety as they learned God. Whether it's trade school, whatever type of schooling it may be, we pray their safety, God. We pray, God, in the name of Jesus that you will help us, God, that we will do our part, that we will be able to bring the, the senseless, senseless crime and hate to a bare minimum. It's in Jesus' name we thank you. It's our prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, right here on the Am I Worth the Time show. Listen, we are truly grateful that you're tuning in with us. Give you, we got our guests coming in here in just a moment. But before I guess, get on, we're going to play two more songs. This next one here is with Shirley Season Hezekiah Walker. Survive this. I want to locate all my survivors tonight. We're getting ready to have some church up in here. Come here, Pastor. You know, I was speaking to this young man. Really going through something. In fact, you know what he said to me? What he said, Pastor? Listen. Every step I take, I just can't get a break. But you shall survive it. Hey. Try to find a job when it seems so hard. You shall survive it.
All righty, yeah, you can survive this. You can survive this. You, whatever you're going through, ladies and gentlemen, listen, you can survive it. You can survive it. You, you might be, you might be, it might be hard. It might be tough. It may be rough. But listen, you can survive it. Listen, we're going to play another number. <laughs> another song coming up here. And then we're going to get ready to hear from Byron Schaefer. Stay with us. Don't you go nowhere. Don't you go nowhere. I'm going to play this song. Depending on Jesus, you got to depend on him. Here we go.
Jesus. I'm depending on Jesus. I'm depending on Jesus. I'm depending on Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to depend on Jesus. In spite of what you're going through, ladies and gentlemen, you've got to depend on Jesus. That's right. You got to depend on Jesus. You got to depend on somebody higher and better than yourself. <laughs> you got to depend on Jesus. You got to depend on somebody higher and better than your friends. Oh yeah, oh yeah, somebody, somebody is trying to ignore this, but let me tell you something, you got to depend on Jesus, you got to depend on somebody stronger than mama and big mama and daddy and big daddy, you've got to depend on Jesus. Yeah, I, I know you want to depend on your smart ability. I understand that. You're a smart person. You're brilliant. I got it. But listen, you wouldn't be so brilliant if it had not been for Jesus that allows the illumination of your mind to understand and concept the things that you're able to concept and put to place. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know you went to school. I know you went to school. I know you spent years in school. And guess what? That is is a good thing. That's what we're supposed to do because education helps us. But you got to depend on somebody other than yourself. Yeah, you got to depend <laughs> on Jesus. Listen, be encouraged. Regardless to your situation, regardless of your circumstances, listen, be encouraged and listen, learn to depend on Jesus. What are you depending on Jesus for? He'll open up the door that needs to be opened for you. That's right, y'all. I said it. He'll close what needs to be closed. And guess what? Guess what? He will remove the people, the places, and the things that's so heavy on you. You got to be willing to let him move it, but you got to depend on him. You got to trust him. You got to cast all your cares up on him. And you know what? I got to play an old song that says, send it on down. Lord, let your Holy Ghost come on down. We don't sing them kind of songs no more, but we need to invite the Holy Ghost on the world and in our lives around us so that we can make better decisions, better choices, and and oh, good God Almighty, woo, we, them situations can change for us. Listen, I got to play this song. It's an old one, but I got to play it. Come on, Echo Harmony, boys. Come on. Send it on down. 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 Send it on
say this It does not matter what's going on in your life
All right, ladies and gentlemen, listen, I'm going to play one more song, and then after that, we got Byron in the house, and Byron's going to come and share with us. We'll be able to turn on our Facebook here in just a moment, but right now, we're going to play this next song, and then we're going to let Byron have the mic. All right.
yes, ladies and gentlemen, by his grace. Yeah, by his grace. It's by the grace of God that all of us are here right now. And in studio with me, brethren and ladies and gentlemen, it is Byron. Mr. B. How you doing, Pastor? Man, I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing good. Happy well. New Year Happy to New you. Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> 2024. Yeah, 2024. Many of us didn't think we were going to make it, but we mm. made it. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, we here. We in the house. Mm. Can't, nobody, can't nobody complain about you being in the house because we made it by his grace. By his grace. By his grace. We in the house by his grace. 22 days in the new year. 22 days in the new year. Come on and share with us what you got for us today. Well, Pastor, when when you contacted me, you you said something that I think is very apropos for where we are. You wanted to talk about coping. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, how we cope uh, with life. And when I was thinking about that, my own definition, the Byronian definition of cope is successfully dealing with life, hmm. especially in its challenges. Okay. Coping is something that we either do intentionally or we do subconsciously. Okay. But we all cope there are many good men who go to the bar every day because they're trying to cope there are many people that smoke weed almost seven times a week because they're trying to cope and there are some people that run from one toxic relationship to another toxic relationship because they're trying to cope. And there are some people who shop. There are some people who get involved in, deep involved in sports. There, there, there are many of us who make idols of certain things because we're trying to cope. Hmm. And, you know, I'm... Anybody who knows me knows that I'm big into the whole comic book um, geek slash nerd, whatever <laughs> genre you want to call it. But a lot of the people that I meet, you know, most people when they think of most people outside of my community think that those people are smelly, overweight people that are really not intelligent. But when you meet a lot of these people. There are a lot of these people who are sophisticated, make six figures, doctors, lawyers, army rangers. And what I do, like with what I have here, what I do, to me, it's just a hobby that I enjoy. Yeah. But there are a lot of people who, who get into that stuff because they're trying to use fantasy as a way to escape from the pain of their reality. Hmm. Because they're trying to cope hmm. so today we're going to deal with and talk about 
coping? Um, how do you cope? What do you think about coping mm-hmm. and things of that nature? But, um, Pastor, what do you think about this subject, coping? Coping is very needed because we're living in a time right now where many people don't know how to cope. Yes. They can't cope. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, coping and helping us, uh, each one, to uh, formulate the skill yes. to cope. Yes. Many people just don't have coping skills. They give up too quick. They give up on on each other. They give up on themselves, um, uh, and 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 they give up on God. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it now. Many people. I'm gonna get in trouble for, for this, but it's 2024. I'm gonna stay in trouble all year long. Uh, uh, many people need to understand that a lot of it has a sense to do with where we have played place Christ in our life. Exactly. Because when we have moved away from him, see, all of our strength and our help comes from him. Mm-hmm. See, we putting uh, uh, help and strength in a lot of other people and stuff. Mm-hmm. And and it's not helping us to cope. Mm-hmm. And so uh, coping is something. And we're going to have to do this in some segments because we're not going to get it all in this lot of time no. that we have. Because no. coping goes deep. And a lot of people are, are are hurting because they don't know how to cope. You know, Pastor, <clears throat> the first thing I want to say in starting off today is listen. Self-care has to become a priority for us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Self-care is simply taking care of yourself. Yes, sir. If you don't take care of yourself spiritually, if you don't take care of yourself mentally, if you don't take care of yourself emotionally, no matter what you are doing in any other area of life, your spiritual, mental, and emotional is what happens under the hood. No matter how beautiful or powerful or how great a car is or a vehicle is if it's if it's broke down under the hood it's not going to go anywhere yeah and yeah. no matter how fly or how good a car looks a vehicle looks a vehicle is nothing if it cannot drive hmm. so if the engine is messed up up under the hood Though it looks good on the outside, it cannot function the way it was purposed to function because it's messed up in the most crucial areas. It's messed up under the hood. When you and I are not doing well mentally, when we're not doing well uh, emotionally, when we are not doing well spiritually, we are we are not doing well under the hood. Yeah. And so when we're not doing well under the hood or on the inside in some way or another it's going to start to manifest on the outside so and and let me say this self-care means self-care that means that is care that you're responsible for and you must do because if you don't do it no one else will yeah 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 and sometimes taking care of self 
means saying no to others. Mm. Sometimes taking care of self means I have to draw healthy boundaries and healthy borders in order to protect myself. Yes. Sometimes caring for self means that you have to separate yourself from things and people that are toxic to your life. Yeah, yeah. There is a phrase that's going around now that says, protect your peace. And the reason why that is such a powerful statement is because nothing good can come from a confused mind. Nothing good can come from a troubled mind. Nothing good can come from, listen, nothing good can come from a troubled mind, a troubled soul, a troubled relationship, a troubled household. Nothing comes good from that. So you have to make sure that you not only get the things out of your life that are robbing you of peace, but once you have your peace, you have to protect it from anything or anyone that would violate that peace, even when it comes to family. Because sometimes those closest to us can wound us the most, anger us the most, frustrate us the most, frustrate us the most. And sometimes I'm not saying cut them off, but we have to draw boundaries, borders, and keep a healthy distance away from them. So self-care is very important. And I'm and I'm 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 telling you, not only is self-care important, but you have to make it a priority. When something is a priority, that means it's not simply a want in your life. It's a need in your life. It's not something that you necessarily just want to do. It's something that you have to do. And people don't have to beg you to do or to invest in or partake in whatever is a priority for you. So if self-care or soul care is a priority of yours, no one will have to beg you to do it. No one have to, will have to force you to do it because it's a priority for you. Soul care. You, you know, you know uh, Pastor Bill, the Bible says that we were created in the image of God. Yes, sir. That doesn't mean that God is male or female, and it surely doesn't mean that God is black, white, um, um, Asian, German. What that means is it, 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 it's talking on a much deeper level. Yeah. Man was given an intellectual capacity to know God, an emotional capacity to love God, and a willful capacity to choose whether he will serve God or not. Mm -hmm. But because God is a tripart being, you and I are a tripart being. God is 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 his he's one God, but in three distinct personalities. Yes. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Since we were made in his image, you and I are triune tripart beings. Yes. So that means that we are one person, but we are made up of three. Mm -hmm. We're made up of our spirit, our soul, 
and our body. Mm -hmm. Your spirit and your soul are not the same thing. Your spirit is the part of you that you connect with God with. All right. Because of because there was sin in the garden, but but, but, but between Adam and Eve, and they were the first representatives of all of humanity. When they sinned, they lost their relationship with God. Yes. Um, The Lord told them, "The day you eat of this fruit, you will surely die." They. He wasn't talking about. First, physically, he was talking about first spiritually, because Mm -hmm. spiritual death to God is being cut off from him. So when they sinned, because they were cut off from God spiritually, eventually the physical followed the spiritual because everything starts in the spiritual. So when you and I are born, we are born separated from God. We are born spiritually dead. That's why when you give your life to Christ and you put your faith in Christ and you are born again, you are born again spiritually. Yes, sir. Now, when you are born again spiritually, you are reconnected and awakened and have a relationship with God through your spirit. Yes. The Holy Spirit is put in your spirit. Yes. The Holy Spirit gives you the power to obey God and become the type of person that God wants you to be. And as you yield yourself to God, get in God's word, spend time in prayer, get deep in godly community, you are transformed mm-hmm. continually by the renewing of your mind. Now yes. watch this. Yes. That's your spirit. That's the only part of you that is perfect. That's the only part of you that cannot sin. That's your spirit. Your soul is something totally different. All right. Your soul is your mind, your emotions, and your will. Hmm. Your, your, your mind, the thoughts you think, your emotions, what you feel, and your will, the decisions that you make, the, yes. the ability to make decisions. Yes. Now, we all know, even when it comes to ourselves, though, you, though many people are born again in their spirit, they still think the wrong things, all right. feel the wrong things, and make the wrong decisions. Mm-hmm. Why? Because once you've experienced salvation, now the Holy Spirit takes you through a process called sanctification. All right. Sanctification is where the Holy Spirit is continually working in you as you yield to him in obedience to help conform you to the image of Christ. So that means that as you yield to the Lord, as you obey the Lord, as you spend time in God's word, as you spend time in prayer, as you grow spiritually, your mind starts to change. Your emotions start to change and the decisions you make start to change because you are now your, 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 your spirit is saved instantly. Your soul is saved progressively. Hmm. And because we live in a three-dimensional world and we are housed in a three-dimensional body, because we live in a three-dimensional world, we are housed in a three-dimensional body. So when you look at yourself in the mirror, you aren't seeing you. You're just seeing your containment suit. Good God Almighty. You're seeing, you're seeing your shell. The real you is in this. But because we live in a physical world, we've been given a physical body. Now, the area that the enemy, the area that sin, and the area that the enemy really goes after, he knows he knows he can't touch your spirit. All right. But what can I do to scar you in your soul? Good God Almighty. Listen, ladies and gentlemen. 
when you have scars in the mind, things that were done to you, trauma that you went through, things that were done to you or maybe things that you did to yourself, the consequences of bad decisions, devastation, loss, injustice, when you go through these things and you didn't heal properly from them, they can leave scars in the mind. Mm -hmm. Not only do they leave scars in the mind, they can leave scars in the heart. When you have scars in the heart, <clears throat> when you have scars in the heart, <clears throat> Pardon me, allergies. When you have scars in the heart, scars in the heart is where bitterness, anger, unforgiveness, depression, anxiety, heaviness, this is where those things fester. So if you got scars in your mind and scars in your heart, these unhealed areas have a major impact on how we relate to other people, how we deal with other people, how we see other people. Because unhealed hurts lead you to hellish decisions and sometimes hellish behavior. You know, um, you know, <clears throat> I knew a girl when I was in college, and she was known to sleep around. Thank you for this cup, 45, Pastor. Um, nice water, I'm just playing. <laughs> I, knew, I, knew, I knew a young lady when I was in college, beautiful young lady, sweet young lady. And she and I became friends. And we both were in college. We met at a church function. She was living for Christ, serious about Christ. But one day as we got closer, she wanted to tell me her backstory. See, oftentimes people only love you because of what they don't know about you. <clears throat> a lot of times people love you because of what they don't know about you. If they knew about certain things you did from the past, if they knew about certain things that you went through in the past, if they, if they knew about certain things you currently struggle with, that their mind can change towards you. So this young lady developed enough trust in our friendship to where she wanted to test it. And she told me about her first year in college. Not only her first year in college, her first semester in college. This girl confessed to me that she had slept with 22 guys. Wow. In her first semester. Not first year, first semester of her freshman year in college. And when she told me that, as, as shocking as that is, when I heard about her home life, where she had come from, certain things that were done to her. 
<clears throat> it, it revealed a lot of deep inner trauma that she never healed from. And when she was running to all those relationships and doing all those things on a physical, sexual level, all of that was a form of trying to cope. The thing about coping is how you cope can either make you better or make you worse. Yeah, yeah. And just because it makes you feel better doesn't mean that it's making you better depending on what it is. Yes, sir. So you and I have to really look at how am I coping? Number one, what do you run to when you are having a bad day? Who do you talk to when you are having a bad day? What do you run to to make you feel better when life is not better? And when you answer that question, ask yourself when you give yourself the answer, is this healthy for me? Hmm. Is this right before God? Yes, it's soothing me now. But what is it really doing for me later? Hmm. We've got to think about this. One of the ways that a counselor showed me that I was coping, which was not healthy, um, I was coping through retail therapy. Through retail therapy. Retail therapy. Okay. Retail therapy is when you're not feeling so good, so you go buy something. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> now, you didn't shed some light right there. Retail therapy. therapy. That's when you buying stuff all the time. Wow. Trying to cope. Wow. You know, my cousin, when he went through a divorce... And my cousin has 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 mega money. Retail my, therapy. I, 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 you hold on to that cousin thing, Cole. You just opened my mind to something because, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in to us, you're listening to Byron, and we're talking about, uh, he's sharing about coping uh, because we're living in a time where many people have no coping skills at all or very little coping skills. And you find uh, some really tragedies that take place only because we don't know how to cope we don't understand cope so he just threw something at me uh on the show coping retail and that's when you retail go out there retail therapy that's when you are going to buy stuff at the store and you don't even really need it but you're just spending money because that helps you to cope Makes you feel better. Makes you feel better. For the moment. For the moment. Good God Almighty. You know, I, I got a cousin who was going through a divorce, and he has mega money. And um, he and I like the same kind of stuff, you know, collectibles and things like that. Well, he went, and I, and I didn't realize it at the time, but when he was starting to go through his divorce, I told him about this, this collectible site. And this collectible site has high-end collectibles. Now, because he has the money that he has, I have to get on a payment plan. He doesn't. 
Well, he and I were, were we saw each other during uh, this past Thanksgiving, and he was telling me how he wants me to come visit him because he has a lot of stuff that he hasn't opened because he's been waiting for me to come so, so it can be a special moment. But he said something I never forget. He said, he said, Byron, when I was going through my divorce hmm. and you told me about this one site, I started buying stuff left and right. Wow. And he said, even though it's stuff I like, even though it's stuff I wanted, I was spending money on a level that I normally don't. And I couldn't see it at the time, but it was because I was going through a divorce. Wow. Because I'm buying this stuff. And I'm buying it, and I get excited. It makes me feel good. I have something new. And then after a while, when the newness wears off, good God there's still the trauma inside. Good God Almighty. In other words, you can cut the weed, but if you don't get the root, it will always come back. It'll always come back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you know that's something that's good, that's deep, because we got to get to the root of the problem. You you can even pull a weed, but if you don't grab the root, it'll grow right back. And that's good. And ladies and gentlemen, you can feel free to share whatever's on your mind. You can drop it on the line. Give us a call here at Studio 214-556-6239. You don't have to drop your name. Just drop what's on your mind. Maybe you have some 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 mechanism that can help us with coping. Come on, Byron. You know, um, we're talking about getting to the root. Let, 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 me, let me say this, and I don't know who I'm talking to. And you find this, you find people who think like this in every race, but, it's, 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 but, but, but because I'm an African-American, because I'm black, I've seen it so much in our race. Yeah. Let me tell you this. Counseling is a treasure that many in our race have intentionally looked over because of a stupid stigma that has come with it. A lot of people think if I go to counseling, if I go to therapy, Help us if I go talk to someone, then that means that I am crazy. Since when is going to get help crazy? When your car is acting up, you take it to a credible mechanic because something is wrong beyond your expertise to fix. So you go to who has the expertise to help fix it. Yeah. That's not crazy. When, when things are happening in your body that you don't understand because you are not a medical doctor, you go to a medical doctor to be examined and to be diagnosed because the, the, the human body and health and all that, that's beyond your expertise. So you go to the one who you go to someone who is experience and has expertise in that area we do that for every single area of life except when it comes to the soul wow except when it comes to the mind except when it comes to the emotions you want me to tell you why because we don't like to be vulnerable yeah yeah let me tell you this god can't heal it if you're going to hide it and god can't deal with it if you're going to deny it Mm. 
Mm. And it can't help us if we don't seek it. Because a lot of times, you know, uh, 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 Mr. B, and, and I'm thankful that you said that. I'm glad that you said it because I hear a lot of people who already have stereotyped who they want to hear and who they want to talk to. For example, I don't want to talk to nobody that ain't been through what I've been through. If you ain't never lost a thing, I don't want to talk to you about it. Well, everybody done lost something. May not have lost it when you've lost it, may have not have lost the same particular thing that you've lost, but we have all dealt with a loss at some point time or another. But here's what I what I another thing I hear. They put their pants on the same way I put mine's on one leg at a time. If they human, yep, they right. They got problems too. Yeah, you're right. But here's what I want to share with somebody. The very person that God put for you is the very anointed person to help you through your moment. And because we have already uh, 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 put a blanket on what we not going to do and who we don't want to hear, we can't get the help that we need. And we miss the anointing that God has placed for us to help us move forward in healing because we have already stamped it with a wrong badge. Let me let me let me let me jump in and say this. Last year, one of my favorite singers and entertainers uh, passed away, and that was Tony Bennett. Okay. Uh, Tony was known for many songs that he sang, but one of them was uh, "I Left My Heart in San Francisco." I left my <laughs> in San Francisco. Yeah. And but watch this. They did a documentary years before he died, and they were just talking about certain songs of his that was very iconic. And, and here's what the guy said. Now, you just said that someone said, I don't want to talk to somebody who hasn't been through what I've been through. Mm -hmm. But the guy said this. He said this. The name of the song is I Left My Heart in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. He said, the reason why a lot of people can relate to that song is because you may not have left your heart in San Francisco, but you can relate to the song because there, everybody's left their heart somewhere. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So yes, everybody's San Francisco is different. It doesn't have to wow. be San Francisco. Wow. <laughs> so, so, so I may not have been through what you've been through. Yes, sir. Technically, yes, sir. But by principle, yes, I have. I have, yes, sir. I, I may you. not have lost a child, yes, sir. But there have been other losses, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My, my, my. Yes, sir. That's me. We don't like to admit that we need other people. Hmm. Now watch this. Help us right there. Here's what I can't understand. How is it that we claim to value and believe the Bible, but we deny the very thing, some of the very things that are in it? Wow. Wow. The Bible says there is safety in a multitude of counselors. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then Proverbs 17, 17 says, hmm. A friend loves at all times, and here's the here's the here's the next part that's that's so heavy. 
and a brother is born for adversity. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Another translation says a brother is born for hard times. Yes, sir. Now, when it says brother, yes. it's not t it's not necessarily talking about a biological brother. Yeah. But watch this. A brother is born for times of adversity. In other words, there are people that God strategically births into your life. All right. For times of adversity. Yes. Sir. So if God births certain people into your life for times of adversity, that means that you need those people yes, in those times of adversity. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I, I heard a song uh, by a group years ago, a group called David and the Giants. And, 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 and the name of the song that they sang was, um, I can't live without you. Hmm. And, and, and the song, and, and there's a lyric in the song that says this, so many people try to walk through life alone, but problems remind us we can't make it on our own. Wow. Good God Almighty. That's good. That's good right there, boy. Boy, that hit just problems like Problems remind us that, that we, we can't, can't make, make it, it on, on our own. own. That's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. Somebody need to hear that. Mm -hmm. Somebody need to hear that. And see, what we have to realize is God can aid you supernaturally mm -hmm. and directly. Yes, sir. And there are times where he does do that. Yes, sir. But, there are, but more than that, God works through others to help bless, care for, yes, sir. comfort yes, sir. his people. Matter of fact, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 talks about comforting each other with the comfort that God has comforted us. The Bible says that God is the God of mercies and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our tribulation. Why? So that we may be able to comfort others. Hmm. Who are in any trouble. Yes, sir. Yes, Not sir. the same trouble, but any trouble. Yes, sir. So watch this. And, and let me say this. There, there are some of you right now that are, that are in the valley. There are some of you right now that are in some deep, dark life situations. But let me say this to you. What you're going through is not just for you. It's for someone else. What you are going through now, if you go through it with God, if you go through it leaning on those that God sends to you during this season, the lessons you learn from what you are going through now will be the lifelines you will throw to others later. The lessons you are learning now will be the lifelines that you will be throwing to other people later. later. That's good. Coping. That's good. That's Coping. good. And you know, it's, and, that's, and I thank you for, for sharing that because a lot of times we don't want to go through the lesson. Mm. A lot of times we want to ignore the lesson, but every generation has to go through the lesson and you know the most important thing every generation has to go through their experience with the lord see you 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 in in our coping 
we cannot misplace the Lord in our lives. And I think a lot of that, a lot of our coping has to do with where is Jesus in our lives? Mm -hmm. What have we done? Where is our belief system? What is our belief system in? What are we believing in? Who are we looking to? Because a lot of times we're looking to others. And there is a particular help that can come from others, but it has to be anointed by God for the others to work through. I think you said it earlier uh, when you went to Corinthians, but you know, I'm reminded of, I believe it's in Galatians when he said, bear the infirmities of the weak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not gossip about them, not talk about them, but where do you got to have the anointed folks to help you bear? We got to have, we got to know how to strengthen each other when we're weak, how to be armor bearers for one another, how to hold each other's up. And, and somewhere because we've thrown away our coping or we don't know how to cope, we're not even implementing that. And we're in a society now where, 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 you know, Brian, I hate, Byron, I hate to say it, we one step from being pagans. You know, when you, because where is your belief? Where is your trust and your hope in God? You know, you know, Pastor, many of us follow God from a distance. Okay. Okay. It's not that we aren't following him. Okay. But we follow him from a distance. Okay. Or we are following him, but we are looking at so many other things. Okay, okay, okay. It's it's hard to follow someone in a vehicle when you're so mesmerized by the terrain you're going through. I'm still going in the direction of the person, but I can't fully see the person because I'm being distracted by everything around me. You're distracted, gotcha. And I said that to say this. That is, that's what happens when you follow the Lord from a distance. But when you follow the Lord, like the Bible says in the book of Peter, that we are to follow in his footsteps. Yes, sir. God has to be the first one you turn to. Yes, sir. The first one that you call. And you, and you have to realize that the Lord alone is your source. Yes, sir. Your job people to talk to your church family your resources at your your, your all the, the 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 different ministries at your church all these other things which are good are your resources yes sir yes sir but you only have one source you only have one source. and that is god i got you if god is going to send someone into your life to aid you let god send that person because you first reached out to god all right all right. And, and and let me tell you this. I, I read a quote that says, and, 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 and this is only true in the right context. The person who walks alone is the person who walks strong. Hmm. Hmm. Now, that doesn't mean you don't need anybody. That doesn't mean that you 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 push everybody back. What that means is God allows us to go through seasons of adversity where he can show us what we already know. Yes. Sir. See, 
you may know from the word that God is your sustainer. Yes, sir. But when you go through a situation where only he can sustain you, now you know it. Yes. You, you just haven't read it, but now you know it experientially. Yes, sir. Yes. When, and, and let me say this. In order, to, in order for God to show you that he is all that he says to be, you have to go through some circumstances that give him the opportunity to show that he is who he says he is. Mm. The disciples saw this man who was blind one time, and they said to Jesus, they, they said, this man is born blind. So who sinned, he or his parents? Jesus said, neither. Jesus said, this man was born blind because God knew that I was going to come through here at this time. The father knew I was going to come through here at this time. And God allowed him to be born blind so that he could be used to show what God could do. Wow. That's good. There are some things God lets you get in uh -huh. so he can prove to you. That he'll do what he said to get you out. And let me say this. There are some things that God will let you stay in for a season. Let's take this out. There are some things God will let you stay in for a season. Not because he hates you, mm. but he lets you stay in that for a season just so that he can prove to you that he can sustain you yes, even in a hard place. Yes, in other words, what I'm saying to you is this. The finest steel gets sent through the hottest furnace. Wow. That's good. That's good. RC, did you hear that? The yes, hardest, the, yes. hardest, the hardest steel. The <laughs> finest steel gets sent <laughs> through the hottest furnace. Through the hottest furnace. Good God Almighty. You know, the Pillsbury Doughboy, I have a Pillsbury Doughboy at home. <laughs> And, and and a lot of people they know the Pillsbury Doughboy, but they don't realize that once upon a time there was a Pillsbury Dough Girl. Okay. And one time I picked him up, and I was looking at him, and I said, "Doughboy, Dough Girl." And all of a sudden I got to thinking. I said, <laughs> "Dough is what we make cookies out of." All right. Dough is what we make into cakes. And all of a sudden, I saw these two huge, beautiful cakes with plenty of icing and decorations and on them. And then I looked at the, the, my dough people and I said, you know what? You all are cute this way, but this is not what you were made for. Hmm. Okay. I said, in order for you to become the big, beautiful cakes that you're going to become, in order for you to be decorated with colorful icing that tastes sweet, in order for you to be cut and divided and become a blessing to so many other people, before any of that can happen, you first have to be baked. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And in order to be baked, you got to go into the oven. Wow. And you, 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 you're cuddly and you're, you're cuddly white and cute right now. But if you go, but when you go into the oven, you're not going to look like you look now. Wow. You're going to change. You're going to expand. You're going to become brown. And you're going to adapt to the shape of the pan that you're in. Yeah. <laughs> and in the oven, it's dark. In the oven, it's hot. In the oven, you don't know what's going on. And in the oven, you can't get yourself out. Mm. 
And when you start screaming to be let out, the baker looks through the window and says, I want to let you out, but I can't let you out. Because if I open the door too soon, you will fall in the middle. Good God Almighty. Because you're not ready to come out. you're not ready to come out. But at the right time, when the baker sees it's time to come out, he will bring you out when he knows, not when you know. When he knows, not when you want to come out. And when you come out. You're golden brown. You're ready to be decorated. Then you're ready to be cut. Then you're ready to be served. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it starts <laughs> by being baked. By being baked. Good God Almighty. A lot of us want God to use us, but we don't want to be baked. Help us, man. A lot of us want, want, want the blessings of God and to see have these great adventures of faith with God, but we don't want to be baked. We don't want to be baked. When, when, when God told Abraham to, to, to go sacrifice Isaac, he was being baked. Yes, sir. Um, um, when, when, when Elijah met the woman who, during the time of famine and she was going to fix one last meal before she and her son, and then she, they were going to die. But he said, no, don't, don't feed you. Feed me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was being baked. She was being baked. She was being baked. Good God Almighty. And let me say this, and I'm 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 gonna wind down with this. The word of God says, "Weeping, all right, may endure, yeah, for a night, yeah, but joy, yes, sir, comes in the morning." Listen, y'all. We quote that scripture, and that's what I call a good coffee cup scripture. Good coffee cup. Reason I say it's a good coffee cup scripture. That's one of those scriptures that people throw on shirts, people throw on coffee cups, but they don't think about the weight of it. Oh, okay. Notice what it said. Number one, it said weeping. Mm-hmm. There are going to be things in life that will make you weep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's for sure. No matter how strong you are, no matter how self-sufficient you are, no matter how warrior-like you are, there are some things that are going to make you weep. Yes, sir. And sometimes it's several different things at one time. Hmm. Notice what it said. It said, weeping may endure. That word endure, when you endure something, you grind and hold up under it. All right. During the times of weeping in your life, you're going to have to endure. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The way you endure, that's where coping comes in. What am I doing that's helping me endure? Okay. Now, notice what it says. It says, weeping may endure for a night. But here's what nobody tells you. When he says night, he's not talking about when you lay down at night and you get up in the morning. He's not talking about that. L listen, my night may be two weeks. Your night may be two months. All right. All Your right. My night may be two years. Yeah. Your night may be five years. Yeah. Everybody's night season is not the same length. That's but here, right. here's the challenge. That's right. Help me survive. If I don't survive the night, I won't make it to see the light. Yeah. Yeah. So weeping may endure for a night. How am I going to cope during the night until I see the light? Ooh. Ooh. How am I going to cope during the night 
until I see the light. Good God Almighty. Because watch this. If you don't help me cope in the night, I won't make it to the light. Hmm. You see, when a person commits suicide, they didn't make it to the light. They didn't make it to the morning. When a woman is frustrated in her marriage because she and her husband are not communicating and then some snake shows her a little attention at work and then she has a one-night stand with this guy and then it's made public, her husband finds out, and it changes the whole trajectory of their marriage. Yeah, yeah. She didn't make it to the morning. Weeping may endure for a night. How are you coping during the night? Hmm. Are you coping in healthy ways? Are you coping in ways that God will be pleased with? Are you coping in ways that are making you better? Or are they making you worse? Some healthy ways to cope. Number one, honestly talk to God every day. Okay. Honestly talk to God every day. And listen, when I say honestly talk to God, I'm talking about talking to him with no filter. If you got to scream, you scream. If you got to cry, you cry. Even if, 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 even if, 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 if a few colorful words slip out of your mouth, God would rather, God would rather for you to tell him the ugly truth than for you to give him a polished lie. Okay. That's good. That's good. That's good. Because the love of God is not fragile. The love of God is tough. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So number one, honestly talk to God every day. Number two, plant yourself in community that is going to make you better. Plant yourself in a community that will make you better. Community are those people that you are connected to who pray for you, encourage you, love you, believe in you, hold you accountable, and will speak the truth to you in love. Mm, that's good. You know, I got a friend of mine. When he got a, when he got a divorce... He was married to a hellish woman. Mm. Oh, she was, she was, she was. <laughs> mm. Not that bad. Not that bad. <laughs> she was so bad until. We coping. We coping. We coping. <laughs> if she was so bad until. She the kind of woman, if you slept with, if you laid in the same bed, you probably sleep with your fist balled up. Mm. She, she was, she was rough. But when he got a divorce. And before God sent him his second wife, he had to endure the night. Okay. And during that night season, he met different women who just seemed to come out of the woodwork. You want me to tell you why? He was hurt, he was broken, and he was vulnerable. That is when the enemy shows up. Good God Almighty. Satan will oftentimes, Satan will always offer you his worst indecent proposals when you are damaged. Yeah. Because when you're hungry, everything tastes good, even junk food. Ooh. 
Ooh. Okay. So watch this. One night he calls me, and I can tell he's in the car. And I said, man, where are you? He said, I'm driving. I said, okay, where are you going? He said, the reason why I, I sent you that text for you to call me, he said, because I'm heading to so-and-so's house. I said, for real, why? He said, Byron, I'm lonely, I'm depressed, and she's the only woman right now who's giving me any attention. Mm. I've never been to her house, but I'm calling you now and letting you know where I'm going because I need you to talk me into turning around. Good God Almighty. Okay. He needed community while he was in crisis. Ooh, that's good. That's good. That's good. He needed community. He needed community. While he was in crisis. While he was in crisis. And community has got to care. Community. If it's real care. community, yes, they will it's care. got to care. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's good, B. That's good. I talked to him for like 15, 20 minutes on that phone, reminding him of who he was, reminding him of who God is, reminding him of what God said. And I said, are you close to the house? He said, no. I turned around 10 minutes ago. Oh, good. Because he had community. Because he had community. So, community will help you stay accountable. I ain't gonna suck. That's it. Hallelujah, Lord. Yeah. The community will help you. And if you got the wrong community, you won't stay accountable. See, he wouldn't have never turned around if community didn't pick up the phone. See, what community can't do, community can't let the phone go to the voicemail all the time. That's okay, right. I'm just saying. That's right. And, 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 let, me, and let me say this. Let me say this. When you and I are in tempting situations... Your flesh knows who to talk to yes, sir. and who not to talk yes, to. Yes, sir. Hallelujah on that one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because listen, he called me because he needed another godly voice to get in his head. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But if he called him dudes on the corner. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They would have told him to hit that five yeah. different ways. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to us right here on the app, I work the time show. Yes. Byron is talking about the, some steps in having healthy coping skills. And he's already shared uh, two of them. He said, uh, number one, he shared that one of the, the honestly talk to God every, every day. That was number one. Then number two, he shared that we are to have a coping community. Yep. A coping community. We are to in, involve ourselves around a positive community. Come on, Mr. B. And, and let me say something else about community. Re really, God, really godly community is a tough community. In other words... They got to see you deal with the ugliness of your situation. No, they will see you dealing with the ugliness of your situation without judging you at the same time. Okay. Okay. Because when an eagle is going through transformation, when it's shedding it's it's feathers when it's breaking its beak so the new beak can come in when it's scratching its claws pulling out the old skin when an eagle is going through its restoration process it looks like it fell out of an ugly tree and hit every branch yes sir. yes sir. 
But those that are around it know that though it's ugly now, it's not going to be ugly forever because this is just part of the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to be around people who will let you get the pus out Woo! while the, knowing that the wound is being healed. Not the pus. Because watch this. <laughs> Sometimes, and, 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 I learned, and I learned this and I learned this off of the movie Fried Green Tomatoes. Okay. Sometimes the healing of a thing is more painful than what caused the wound. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's good right there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The healing of a thing is more painful than what caused the wound. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, there was a guy one time who broke his hand, and he just let it heal naturally, thinking time would heal all things. <laughs> the bones did heal, but they healed crooked. And later on, it was causing him some pain. So when he went to the doctor, the doctor says, we can fix this. Mm. But in order for us to fix it, we have to break your hand again. Good God Almighty. Because you didn't come to us first and you let time heal the wounds. Uh oh, listen. It reset itself, mm. started to grow another way, Good God which was not the right way. Good God now, in order to fix it, we got to break it. From where it is, mm. so we can reset it the right way. Good God Almighty. A lot of times we do things that we think are healing us that are really destroying us. And by the time we realize it, we got to go through something else to fix. I got you. What we've done. What we didn't done. No. So number one, talk to God honestly every day. Yes. Number two, plant yourself in godly community that will help you cope. And number three, number three, beware of toxic isolation. Oh, that, that's good. Beware of toxic isolation. And some people think they okay being isolated, but that's when the devil works with your mind the best. Let me tell you something. Satan will beat you to death with your own thoughts. Good God, I'm going to say that again, boy. Say that again. Somebody, you listen to that one more time. Listen to that. Say, repeat that, Byron. Satan will beat you to death with your own thoughts. Good God Almighty. And, let me throw something else in. If your voice is the only voice that you hear, you will always be right. Mm. 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 Listen, there is a reason why we are called the body of Christ, because a body is made up of more than one part. There are re there's a reason why we are called the army of God, because an army is made up yeah. of more than one person. There's a reason when Jesus sent the disciples out, he sent them out in twos. That's why in Ecclesiastes chapter uh, four, it talks about two are better than one. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And in that passage, in those passages of scripture, it says an enemy can overcome one, but the enemy will be overpowered by two. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There are times where we have to be by ourselves, and it's good for us to be by ourselves. Yes, sir. But when you're really dealing with stuff. Yes, sir. When you're really going through stuff. Be aware of it. 
Yes, sir. Don't be by yourself too long. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because the enemy attacks us in ways that are too big for us to fight alone when we are alone. Yeah. And the enemy will lie to you, will drop thoughts in your mind that thoughts like nobody's going to understand or mm. thoughts like I can do this on my own. Thoughts like I don't need nobody else. All those things will keep you isolated. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that is when the enemy will pick you off. Yes, sir. If a predator is going to snatch a child, they think. Four or five times if the child is walking with a crowd. Hmm. But if they are by themselves. Yes, sir. Boom. Pick you off. Yes. So number one, talk to God honestly every talk day. Talk to God honestly. Number two. Yes, sir. Plant yourself in good, positive, godly community. Number three, beware of toxic isolation. Yes, sir. And here's the last one. Number four. Number four. Number four. Listen. Be brutally honest with yourself. Be brutally honest with yourself. That's good, Mr. B. If something really hurt you, don't say, you know, it, it was all right. Don't say it was, you know, it was all right. Don't say it was all right when it wasn't all right. Yes, sir. If something really happened that was devastating, if Listen, if it broke your neck, don't act like it was a slap on the wrist. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because in Psalm 55, David says that God desires truth in the inward parts. That means if I'm not being honest deep within, I'm a walking a lie without. Wow. <laughs> wow. You have to be honest. About where you are. You have to be honest. About where you've been. Yes sir. You have to be honest. About what happened to you. Yes sir. You have to be honest. About what you did to yourself. Hmm. Because when you are honest. In all those areas. On all those levels. That's when healing can come. Yes sir. And you be honest. And not only be honest with yourself, be honest with people that you have to deal with. Yes, sir. There, listen, there are some people that we need to respectfully let them know what they did to us. Yes, when you said this, it made me feel this way. When you did this, this is what happened to me. And let me tell you this. Don't let your theology keep you from, don't let your theology mess up your honesty. Mm. What I mean by that is this. Don't be so deep in the Bible. There you go. To where you can't really tell people what you honestly think or what you honestly feel. Wow. Help well, us. you know, the Bible says we do forgive. I can forgive you. But if I'm going to forgive you, I'm going to make sure you're gonna, I'm, that I let you know what I'm forgiving you for. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's part of healing. Part of healing. That's good. That's good. That's it, Pastor Bear. That's good. Ladies and gentlemen, right here on the Am I Worth the Time show. Yeah, Mr. B, Mr. Byron has been sharing with us and talking with us about coping. 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 
coping is so necessary. Yes. And I'm going to go back. We're living in a time when I said it earlier in the show where we almost one step away from being a pagan people. Mm-hmm. But he says, be brutally honest with yourself. If you're going to cope, you got to first of all be brutally honest with yourself. Then he pointed out, he said, be aware of your toxic isolation. Mm-hmm. So many times you, you got to be careful when the enemy pulls you and lure you to a spot and a place where the only person talking is you and the devil. Yes. You and the devil is the only one talking. And a lot of times you doing more of the talking. You got to be careful when you mm. just talking to yourself and there's no community to help you stay accountable. Plant yourself in a community that will make you better. One thing I'm thankful for, Mr. B, is that in all of my situations and circumstances, I've, I've, I've placed myself among men and women that hold me accountable. Yes. And I said it earlier, and I want to say it again to our listeners, for those that just jump in, in on the Am I Worth the Time show. Listen, you do not know who God has anointed to help you in your process. But because we don't want to, we've already said, well, I don't want this person, I don't want that person. We already got some type of bag or some type of rules that we want. We miss the person that is anointed to help us, to help you. So I thank you for that. And then uh, that other one, he says, honestly, and the first one was, honestly, talk to God every day. Yes. Honestly, talk to God. Now, I went four, three, two, one. But number one was, honestly, talk, talk to, to God him. every day. Right here on the Am I Worth the Time show, Byron Schaefer, we thank you so much. For sharing with us. Byron is with us every fourth Monday, ladies and gentlemen. And with all that being said, listen, Happy New Year. This is 2024. Be encouraged. Don't throw in the towel. Lady Jackie Holly Bell will always say, don't you throw in the towel. We're taking the moment and the time this year to reach. We want you to be encouraged. Yes. We want you to be strengthened. Because we know when you do better, we all do better. And we are so grateful for you tuning in. Please take the opportunity to donate to the Am I Worth the Time show. Just go to fbrn.us, go to shows, look for Am I Worth the Time, and just click the blue button. It'll help us <laughs> to continue to broadcast. We got to get out of here. I'm going to get out of here with some Charles Jenkins on what you pointed out with coping. Um, the Lord, he needs to help us. If it had not been for the God Lord bless everybody. my side, I don't know where I would be. We'll see you. Fellowship. Next month. Let's go. Same place, same time.
Exactly what you 